0: Good evening. Welcome to Take Two. So glad that you guys could tune in and join us. Uh, We want to encourage you to participate. If you have questions, you can write them in and remind you too that you can come down here if you want to join in live and be part of the discussion that's available to you as well. Uh, Trying to move into people getting back together. It's kind of new for some of us but um that is happening again there is uh the full circle community discussion this saturday at five o'clock at the works building uh jordan's leaving that do you know anything more about that but it's no
1: he kind of just said it's like a safe space um safe discussion space and so don't don't worry about it. if you think a certain way just bring your ideas and so. i don't know if there's gonna be a topic
0: so if you want to come down a safe space, unlike the unsafe spaces, this is a safe one. So you bring your ideas and uh, be with some other people who want to get together and discuss. And so that's happening. Um, This Sunday, I spoke about the Lord's Prayer, and I thought uh, might as well start off reading what I spoke about, and then I'm going to kind of have you jump in with some thoughts and questions maybe that you had. Cool. Okay. So it's taken from Matthew chapter 6, starting at verse 9, 9 through 15. And Jesus says, Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we all have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So, commonly known as the Lord's Prayer or the Our Father. So, what thoughts come to your mind? I mean, questions maybe from the whole thing or things maybe I didn't touch on that, or need clarification.
1: Yeah. yeah I think there's some of that a lot of I mean, there's I wrote a little bit of all that. Okay,
0: cool. To, so I would think first off I thought it was really cool
1: that you had took the other passage where they had talked about the Lord's Prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, like one said say it like this, one said say this, and is it was like which one is it? You know, mm-hmm. like and I think that's a really cool places to start because it's kind of off the bat challenging people to, you know, get away from like this is how it has to be. Mm-hmm. I think there's some concepts in there that are like since I was younger I I've sat and like literally uh, ripped apart the prayer and said it different ways and mm-hmm. you know and learned like like you said like Hollywood meaning like unique or holy or like set apart or you know these things yeah and like to be able to even say it like that when you're pre- reciting the prayer I think adds like a different um, dynamic to the prayer yeah and, yeah and imagine if you got stuck saying say it like this yeah. you wouldn't yeah. be able to say it any other way and I think that's what. That's why I thought it was great that you started like that.
0: Yeah, and just having the option to respect it as it is and say it like it is, but also the option to, like you were saying, dig into it, you know, tear it apart in a healthy way, right? In a way yeah, that's, and, then,
1: again, and not saying it like it is mm-hmm. isn't disrespecting it. Like I, I call Alex, Alex or Alexandra or Babe or Love. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not that I don't like if I don't call her her by her name like her mom intended, you know, or, you know, like yeah. if her mom says like, no, people should only call her by her name. I think that's, that's where we start getting in trouble where we start saying this is exactly how it has to be. Mm-hmm. This is exactly how it should be said because that's how it's said in the Bible yeah. and don't say it any other way. And I think if, then you won't be able to explore like the depth and the beauty of, of
0: it Yeah. And I always wonder why those things happen, right? Why do, Why does it come to a place where people want to... Just have it a certain way. And, and I think a lot of times it's good intentions, yeah. right? They're they're wanting to maintain Preserve. the integrity, yeah, of yeah. those things. And, and I, I think we can, you know, I even mentioned that it's a translation. We're taking all these things from the Greek and making it into our language. So it's right. always going to be a little different than what it was. So it's impossible to say it like it was because we don't speak that language, right? And right. So We have to be aware of all those things. That way, it gives us the freedom to lean into it. I think in a little different way. Yeah, yeah, that's That's good. No, that's important. There's so much
1: good stuff. And then um, I love that you say, like, bringing back the like the kingdom, like bringing back the creator with the created. You know, yeah, Uh, the creator with the created space. You know, to me, that was like pretty brilliant stuff because um, when even when I think about the prayer itself and like thinking about that kingdom come and I will. So that's another thing I want to talk about mm-hmm. later. But maybe you could talk a little bit more about what what brought you into that thinking of. I even like that um, idea that you made with the little, with the two circles and then like the space getting smaller, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think for me, there's been a whole shift just regarding what the kingdom of heaven is, the kingdom of God. Because for myself, and I know a lot of people, um, the idea or it seemed like the goal of Scripture was to get us to leave the earth and go to heaven, right? And understanding the kingdom come, your will be done. And again, that's a parallelism, right? They're, they're saying the same thing. It, it's the reverse. It, it's no, we're wanting to see the kingdom and earth kind of restored right? We're wanting to see that take place. And so having that mentality puts us more in an active role, right? Where the other is I can be passive one day, you know, I'm going to one day by and by I'll fly away. I think that's old or something <laughs> like that. Gosh, I remember singing that somewhere. Um, But that whole idea of I'm going to escape, you know, it's going to be, everything's going to burn. All those thoughts are... Making us passive, they're they're stopping us, maybe not stopping us, but they can hinder us from understanding that there is so much potential to unveil the kingdom here,
1: yeah.
0: in our lives. And, and so having that kind of understanding of this is how it was in the garden, where we had the kingdom of heaven and we had earth, and they were in harmony, you know, the creation. And, and then the story of the serpent, we have creation itself you know, uh, just, uh, luring, you know, the, the creation away from the creator. And so we started to see that shift. Right. And when that happens, then the whole point is, okay, how do we restore this? The restoring isn't, well, okay, we're going to just go somewhere. It's no, we got to bring it back to how it was. Right. And that's why Jesus is the last Adam. Right. And he's the new Israel and the church is his body. It's all supposed to bring that whole thing back so
1: and maybe that's that leads us to the next part which i had a question because you said and you kind of ran through this so you said that the kingdom and god's will are like the same mm-hmm. and you kind of even alluded to it right here that it's like uh the kingdom of heaven and like um and the created were together mm-hmm. so are you saying that the kingdom exists and god's will also exists and those things were representations of of like the the will was god's garden or you were because the way i always understood and the way i see it i saw it as two separate things like and and then then probably the reason why i think he has to say both because it's like Mm -hmm. god's kingdom exists and his will is yet to be determined if it exists like like his will is us Mm. almost in a sense like yeah it's, it's like a like, it's not yet or something, you know? Well,
0: yeah, and I, I think the kingdom is here and not yet, right? Just yeah. like his will is here, but not yet fully understood. So I, I think they work together. But, yeah, there is there is that tension of the kingdom is, you know, like Jesus says, the kingdom is at hand. one point, it's within you. So it's something that is present, but then there's something still waiting to come. It's not like it should be, right? We can all see that things aren't like God would want them to be. And so there is the tension of it existing, but we le- keep leaning into it. And I think that's true with God's will. God's will, you know, that can be a a difficult thing to explain. And I think my understanding, especially with what Jesus is saying, God's will looks like Jesus, right? He is the will of God. And how he lives is how the will of God shows up in in our you know sphere on this earth, and so the will of God is still unfolding as well through us, through you know the the people who hear His voice, who hear and understand his character, and try to emulate who Christ is. Um, I think the will of God is seen in those things, and it's something that is constantly unveiling. And we are wanting to see more and more take place, right? And that's why when we see things like, um, you know, poverty and the abusing of people or racism, uh, human trafficking, all all these different things are outside of the will of God, right? They They are, you know, this kind of hell on earth. They are a detachment from kingdom and God's will, and they are this asserting of creation and the things that people who are detached from the will of God are putting into play you know and that's what we're trying to to reconcile you know how do we stop all these things and get it to be more in line with what we see in Christ and what the will of God is I don't know if that answered your question. Yeah,
1: not. I mean, not fully, but it's not supposed to. I mean, it's a big, <laughs> it's a big question. <laughs> you start walking around yeah. and saying like, "Is <laughs> is you know, kingdom and <laughs> the will of God exactly the same?" Should be able to. Yeah. Not answer I mean, them. I
0: think though what Jesus is doing is trying to connect the two, um, but I, I mean, I and I went into little detail talking about the will of God because I think there's a lot of confusion on what it is, right? Where we we think it's so specific, you know, and I said micromanaging, God's not micromanaging his creation, expecting us to all do this exact thing, you know, it's like, I would hear the term, the perfect will of God and whatever the perfect will of God was, I like blew it when I was three, right? I mean, whatever it's like, there was early on, I messed up and I've been messing up. So whatever it was, it doesn't even look like anything to me now. And, And I just think that concept, those kinds of things are harmful because they're they're paralyzing to us you know i i know and you might even know some people i know some just amazing people who you know won't go on a date or won't you know take that step to a serious relationship because they don't want to do anything outside of god's will
1: and maybe that's what i was trying to say earlier with why i think they're different because god's I picture God's kingdom already existing, like it cre- he created it. Mm-hmm. It exists, and we're and we're like calling it to the earth and the kingdom to, to unite. And then God's will being this thing that we are. Um, this is like this. Uh, I don't know. I picture like my will. You know, like if mm-hmm. I picture my will to eat a hamburger or something. Like if I if mm-hmm. I will to eat something, right? And there could be a lot of things. Uh, against my will, you know, Mm -hmm. like maybe I don't have money or the person doesn't want to sell me the hamburger or maybe the hamburger is uh, there's no meats, you know, like, so Yeah, there's all these things blocking God's will. Um, and we are some of those. And I think, or, or we might even be looking at completely wrong and saying that you at three years old, messing it up is also still part of God's will or, you know, Mm -hmm. like that we can, he can still use all of us to accomplish his will. And when we pray something like this, we're praying, um, for realization or conscious, uh, recognition of his will but yeah. i don't think that i don't see it as like the same thing i don't know hmm. and i could be wrong I and mean, it could be as yes,
0: uh, yeah i mean i think yeah. that's an interesting just nuance that you put into that because it 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 makes me aware of how limited our vision is really you know yeah. i mean i i see this much of a picture that's this big and when we start talking about god and god's will And it's like, okay, in the kingdom, okay, the kingdom exists, but if God exists outside of time, then yeah, his will is also probably here and outside of time. You know what I'm saying? It's like they probably overlap in those ways, but we we use these words so that we can connect our thoughts to them, you know, but our thoughts are still limited in their understanding of, of all that it means.
1: Yeah. That's why we're digging like this, you know, so we can get a little... Yeah, bigger. but
0: it's definitely fun to think about it. And it's important, though, I think, to understand that God's will is not meant to be restrictive, right? It's like, it's meant to help us move in a direction. And if if you can move in any direction that is good, any direction that looks like God, then I would say it's in his will, right? And it doesn't, it does like, should I, you know, uh help, you know, the people who are uh, homeless or should I help the people who are orphans in Mexico? Yes. You know, well, which one should I do? Which one's God's will? Both, right? It, it's like whichever one is near and dear to your heart, then do that one. You know, whichever one you have the passion for, because they're both good. They're both in God's will. And it would be terrible if... Like some of these people who I know who who are so paralyzed by, I want to do God's will, they just say, well, I'm waiting for the Lord to show me, and do nothing, right? It's like, no, do something that's good, because that's God's will. Do something that represents the character of Christ, where you're at, with the people around you, with the things that you're passionate about, because that's God's will, and that's going to help unveil his kingdom. That That's the ushering in, that's the helping us to, You know, declare the beauty that that is God, and reveal it through the things that we do. And so, I think that there should be uh, active participation, right? This this prayer is a call to participate into the kingdom. I feel like it's not just here's something you say. No, this is our marching orders kind of a thing. This is what we're living into. And it's meant to inspire us into this direction because God is like this gravity pulling us towards that. And so I I look at it as being very active and not passive. And I think the will of God is very active, you know.
1: I actually wrote that down that I really like that you said that. That I, I literally wrote the words, I like when you said the prayer was active (laughs) <laughs> Anything but passive and communal. And I think that's a good way to segue into the into the next one. Like not even ever thinking about that it was a communal prayer, you know?
0: Like mm-hmm.
1: the R and our Father, like like the the whole like us involved in it, you know? And it's yeah. I always thought it was me and God, you know. I think that's a really cool
0: point. Yeah, I I still struggle with those things, right? I still read scripture and have that individualistic mentality. Yeah. You know, this is for me. And there's a beauty in feeling like that. You know, it's funny when I go and are working with people and their dogs and, you know, their dog is jumping all over them and, you know, it's like, okay, you know, you got an 80 pound dog and he's jumping on you and he's also going to jump on your nephew and he's also going to jump on grandma and she's going to break a hip, you know. But they like it because it makes it feel like the dog loves me. you know. At least, at least someone's happy to see me when I come home kind of a thing, right? And it's like, oh, I like the idea of the scripture is belonging to me. It's meaningful to me. And of course it is. But if you see it outside of also the inclusion of others, then it can do damage, right? Or even like
1: not even the inclusion of others, the way that you see it to be able to serve others you know mm-hmm. like that, yes. that you, it's it is to you about how you should relate and to others yes. and that exactly. you cannot see if you can't see how it relates to how you should relate then I think there's a yeah. problem and you're you're reading it in a, in a way that serves yourself yeah and I think that's a lot of a lot of the danger yeah it,
0: exactly relate. I mean that that's so important it's like you need to see this in how you are connected with I mean, that's why it's a body, right? It's like yeah. the hand can't say to the foot, I don't need you. It, it's that understanding of, you know, you are in this together, right? And seeing it in that way and having a um, just a, a different paradigm. When I see the kingdom, the will of God, it's us, right? It, 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 and it needs to be inclusive. It needs to bring more and more people in, you know, it, it's meant to do that. It, it's meant to grow. Um, and so having that understanding of the communal aspect of it is it, so important. I mean, it's just throughout everything that Jesus is writing there. It's just helping us to see us connected to more, Yeah, you know, I think that's a big deal.
1: Yeah. why did you, why did you decide to choose? To talk about the Lord's Prayer for during the politics of Jesus?
0: Well, this is still going through the sermon, yeah. right? It's still going through the idea of this is all about that. And, and I think one of the things that happens here in this is how we interact, forgive our debts um, as, you know, uh, we forgive others. Um, this idea of, trespass, debt, forgiveness, uh, is something that is difficult, I think, for us. And it's something that is connected intrinsically in prayer. Every time Jesus talks about these great things of prayer, there's also this. And when you go to the, the temple and you have something against your brother, go and reconcile. You know, And if you're going to move this mountain, then you first need to be okay with them and you need to forgive them. There's that kind of connection. And so I think the communal aspect of this and the being able to forgive and work things with others is, I don't know, what we need right now, right? I mean, it's just there's so much hostility and conflict, and I think this is really dealing with with that. And so I, I don't know if that's political, but it seems like it to me. It seems yeah. like it's dealing with the conflict, you know, of what's happening with others.
1: For sure. And like and then like the self conflict too, you know, like it's always every time I've read this for myself and read it over and over again, I felt like there was some of this like um the thing that came countercultural to us was the mm-hmm. thing that was reminded you you needed to do. You know, it was mm-hmm. like like that were like almost off the bat, it's like our father, like you praying to something outside of yourself, something mm-hmm. that's larger than yourself, yeah. And you're praying for forgiveness for for those who have uh, hurt you and that you hurt, you know. And um, and like, I mean, everything about it, like even praying for God's will and and in a kingdom, like I think it's like this idea that we are like, we're we're constantly, this world almost is like constantly like a, pushing us towards individualism and like yeah. how we see see ourselves and you had mentioned that this is kind of battling individualism even with the yeah the the, the contents of which it says our our and this yeah. and us and i think that's like it's something i never really thought of i always thought of it as being something countercultural to how we initially like think but i think it's really powerful to think to, to dissect it like this and still see it the same exact way to see that it's like things that we would naturally not want to do God's, like, even the bread, like, understanding how you said, mm-hmm. like, like, it was, like, the manna and, like, what, like, w- how to, like, not waste it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think our natural, our natural movement is to waste, is to
0: not Horde, forget. Yeah, is, is to, to yeah, yeah, it's
1: to hoard, It's to take, um, you know, like, and it's, like, that kind of stuff is real, is real cool, you know? Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. And, you know, again, the attitude that we have, the gratitude you know, the attitude of gratitude. Attitude it, of gratitude. There you go. <laughs> um, it, it's important, right? That That's, again, uh, part of this, you know, being thankful, being appreciative for the things that you have and recognizing that, you know, we have a lot and and we should be grateful and we should also be generous, right? I mean, that's kind of what I'm going to talk about next week is just the idea of, you uh, he talks about a, a good eye or an evil eye and the an evil eye is a greedy eye and a greedy eye is always seeing things as scarce. There isn't enough where a, a good eye is generous and there's abundance. Yeah. Right. And, and so this idea of giving us our daily bread is you're taking care of us. Right. And, and so recognizing that, it's happening, and we can enjoy the things that we have, and, and make them opportunities for uh, joy and expression, opportunities for celebration. You know um, that story. I was just been thinking about. You know, why do I remember four saltine crackers as just one of the best meals of my life? You know, something was happening at that age that was appreciative that it'd probably be good to get back to. You know what I mean? Um, It's like whenever I think of my daughter when she was young and she would wake up, she'd always wake up singing, right? She'd wake up, I'd hear something and she'd be in her bed and she'd be singing some, you know, Beauty and the Beast song or something. And it's like, you know, that's my goal in life, to wake up singing. You know, she didn't even, I don't know how long she's up, but man, before she hit the floor, she was singing. She just had this expression of joy. And I think having that kind of attitude of, man, look at what I have, you know, this is provided for me. God has given me this, you know, how amazing is that? You know, the the miraculous things that we get to enjoy and eat and that provide for our bodies and how it all works. It's incredible. You know, it really is incredible. And how appreciative should we be for those things? And, And wouldn't that, be a draw to people to see God better if we were more appreciative even for those kinds of daily things you know
1: yeah, yeah I remember saying or genuinely saying the Lord's Prayer and then like putting myself in a better mindset you yeah know? it almost like resets you you know to like to like a appreciative place you know you're like alright like uh, give us this daily bread alright Give us, what you know, our portion today, mm-hmm. and um, and make sure that I I do with, without any malice in my heart, and forgive those who forgive, have who hurt me, and like, I I think there's like a, what do you call this? Like a almost like like we're talking about mere Christianity. Mm-hmm. There's like uh, he's talking about, the natural or, it, if you never read the not the mere Christianity book, there's he's like talking about like natural. Um, instincts mm-hmm. towards doing something and and some people would argue that what c s Lewis was talking about was that these natural instincts are like learned from school or like mm-hmm. that a herd mentality or something like this but what he 's saying is that they're not those things because the the' we're, we naturally have a way that we expect other people to act mm-hmm. and accept that and that's there evidence of that is that we we see how we react when people do bad to us you know yeah so it's like he's like just dissecting that concept but i think what the lord's prayer is doing is like is focusing us on which one of those uh natural reactions should like like uh i hate using the word should I don't like shitting on people. <laughs> <laughs> it almost feels like like the Lord's Prayer it is like focusing on the important of the natural um like interactions that C.S. Lewis is talking about. Yeah. You know, like forgiveness and um upward um thinking, bringing down God's will, uh like meeting God's will with God's king like these hmm. like concepts are like things that I think we all if whether or not you're Christian or not have a like, we have, like, this, uh, what do you call this, like, innate kind of desire for the beyond or something. That's why we, like, yeah. do sci-fi. It doesn't matter, like, like what you are, like, religious, like, what your denomination is, but you always think about this thing, this, like, yeah. beyond, and it's, like, helping you focus back on Yeah, that. why
0: why do we imagine yeah. a better world, right? Why yeah. can we imagine that there are ways that we're supposed to treat people, you know, things should right. stop and why why are those things even there and where do they come from, right? And that's the whole thing. I mean, even Einstein said, you know, logic can get you from A to B, but your imagination can take you anywhere, right? right. That kind of thing. And, and I think it can also be the, the way that God is revealed, you know, through the imagination, through... Th- like, how did we think about those things? How Why can we think about those things? Why do we sense and feel? Why does every society have a similar understanding of, of you know, like you were talking about being hurt? Uh, that's not a good thing if someone hurts you, right? If, some, if a friend betrays you, there's no culture that says, yeah, it's cool. You know, everyone says, no, a friend should not betray you, right? <laughs> that's not cool. And, and so those things are, I think, part of, you know, that will, that kingdom, that, Mentality, um, I, I touched on it a little bit, and I don't know if you had any questions on just the idea of evil, right? Uh, where he he talks about you know, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil.
1: Yeah.
0: Any thoughts on that? Because that's a minefield for me. I mean, I, no, I, remind I, me
1: what you had said because I now I, now I can't remember at the top.
0: The first thing, when I hear that, my mind goes to, why do I have to pray God deliver me from evil and not Mm -hmm. lead me into temptation, right? If I don't pray that, are you going to lead me into temptation? (laughs) Like, really? You know, I have to pray. Did you pray don't lead me because today he might lead me? You know, that mentality kind of comes up. And so I don't think he's saying that. But I think that there is this idea of evil. And I mentioned that John talks about evil in three ways. He talks about our flesh, he talks about the world, and he talks about the devil or Satan. Um, and, And those all have different expressions, right? And I think this idea of evil has different expressions. That it's not just, you know, oh yeah, there's just the devil and he does all the bad things. Well, then there's sometimes me and I do some, you know, crappy stuff. And then there's this you know, worldly, individualistic that cares more about money than it does about people, um, those kinds of things, right? All these things can, evil can be encapsulated by all those, right? And and so there's just a lot. I mean, one of the things, um, I think, I don't know if it's another book C.S. Lewis does, he does the problem of pain, but I think he talks about evil in mere Christianity too, just like, why would God allow this, right? And so that's just something that trying to figure out how this looks you know when i pray you know don't lead me into temptation but deliver me from evil and so the only thing i could think of is like a guide you know don't get me lost you know i'm trusting you that's right that's you what know you yeah kawasaki san who saved yeah. <laughs> us in china you know
1: yeah that's that crazy
0: it was nuts man yeah. it was it was literally nuts i i mean it was terrifying just to be in a country where the only person who speaks their language and your language is this one lady. And I'm in a room with 500 people trying to get out of, you know, the airport and it's like first come first serve. And it was nuts. That's you know, crazy. Yeah. It was insane.
1: Um, I mean, no thoughts off the bat, but I like to like picture the things I think like, like the order things coming mm-hmm. and he says like, uh, lead us not to temptation, deliver us from evil. Sometimes I think like, the temptation does obviously lead us into evil Mm -hmm. so um i i I don't i like i like that you said do we even have to pray those things like is one going to keep us from the other Mm -hmm. because why are both of them in there and that's the same thing i feel about the kingdom and the will yeah like um i think they're cool to meander like why are they both in there are temptation and evil different is one like the the pre to the other, you know. Hmm. So, like I, off the bat, I think like it sounds like temptation. maybe me not to temptation, but deliver from from evil. It's like me saying like I don't know, keep me away from keep, keep me away from the smell of cake. Because if I get to the cake, then I'm gonna <laughs> eat the whole thing or something like that. That's what it yeah. sounds like. Yeah, I mean,
0: and literally, it, it is the word is um, trials, right? Temptation is trials, and so it's like you know. Keep me from the trials, Um, which, again, brings up questions to my mind. Because sometimes in John 17, Jesus said, I pray for them, but I don't pray that you would take them out of the world. Hmm. Right? It's like, well, that would get us out of the trials if he got us out of the world. But that's not what he meant. He didn't want us out of the the world. But maybe the idea is, you know, when I am going to encounter the trials— that might lead me to do evil, you know, help me in that decision-making, you know, to move me in the better direction, you know, lead me in this direction instead of eating the cake, you know, right. take me to the kale. <laughs> <laughs> take me to the kale. Change, yeah. change the K to an L. <laughs> um, th-
1: I think there's like a, um, something that you said that kind of resonated with me, like trials and then that, what I immediately thought it was really like reading in Job, right? And his trials mm. eventually led him to blow up on God. You know, the trials are what led mm-hmm. him to the evil. You know, yeah and I think like when they say he's upright, and you know, check my, have you tried Job because he's he's the, up, the last upright one left. The trials have actually brought him to like um to battling God, and I think there anytime you battle, I. When you battle God, that could be looked at as evil, you know? So I think hmm. maybe the trials are the thing that leads you to the evil. And so he's like, let's start there. Keep me away from the trials and then also away from the evil. Maybe they're paired. I mean, it sounds like they're paired. So.
0: Yeah. I mean, gosh. Who oh, no. knows? Yeah. Because yeah, trials, you can't escape. In the world, you're going to have trouble, right? Jesus said. And so we're going to have difficulties. Um, but there's always the opportunity to make a better choice. And I, I think that's kind of where we need to see that God is leading us to make better choices. He's giving us, you know, understanding by the character of Christ, the will of God, the kingdom of God, what it looks like. I think those are for us examples of how to make better choices. You know,
1: you got a definition for evil.
0: Um, not really. I mean, not off the top of my head. I mean, I think I would say evil and this idea is anything that is contrasting the will of God. Um, I, I think that would be my, just off the top of my head idea in, in this context. Here's the will of God. Here's the kingdom of God. Evil is away from that. So anything that moves us away from what looks like the kingdom, bless you, then I think that would be considered evil.
1: You know? And I think if earlier, if our, if our definition of like God's will would be that we kind of move towards loving and serving each other and loving him, mm-hmm. then maybe the, if that is the definition of the evil, then it'd be like the trials are what lead us to like thinking individually and then mm-hmm. individual thinking is what keeps us from, from God. You know, mm-hmm. like, so it's like, it's connected in a sense, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely could be. I mean, it could be that whole moving us into that self-consumption kind of a thing. Yeah. I mean, it's really, I think that these things do combat that um, self-preservation mentality that we have. And it's not bad to want to be healthy and strong and safe. All those things are, are good part of preservation, but the self-preservation that is you over others right it's like you know okay there's there's a crisis hoard food it's like you know it happened with Y2K too it's like okay everyone get guns and and go get this I go really like am I gonna am I gonna shoot someone who needs food who comes to my house you know it's like because I've got a bunker down you know am I gonna not give someone toilet paper my neighbor because they need it because I've you know what I mean? It's like that. I had to
1: talk with somebody because I'm like, because <laughs> we had like the gun talk, you know, mm-hmm. like like uh, first amendment or you know, like what's the third amendment? What is the gun amendment? The third amendment? Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we had to talk about this, and they're like, we well, have, you know, trying to take our guns, and I'm like, but then that, what? You know, like, are you, like, are you ready to? You are you? What? Like, in my head, I'm like, are, if I feel if you if I feel like you're okay. Talking about shooting people, <laughs> like, do I should I be worried? You know, like that. We're like, okay, like,
0: yeah. you know,
1: because that's what essentially we're we're trying to protect. You know, I guess I don't. Know, I'm I'm not gonna. Let's let's <laughs> let's subject. <let's, laughs> yeah. We're gonna I mean, get some emails. Yeah, no, yeah, now. yeah uh-huh. That's not exactly what what I wanted to talk about, but I think we could go there one day. Well,
0: yeah, no, I think though there is that idea. I mean, that's kind of what I was leaning to. It's like really as people who are trying to unveil the kingdom, right? To, to make the name of God beautiful. Um, how does that show up, right? And I'm not trying to take away anyone's guns, but I, I want people to have the mentality of what looks like the kingdom above the mentality of what's going to be best for me, right? I need to have, you know, all this toilet paper and I need to make sure that I have my food and I have this storage. I mean, in in the Again, this is kind of leading into next week where he's talking about money. And, you know, there was a time where everyone had and shared what was, they had in common, right? It, it was like, oh, you need something? I'll give it to you. It was just that's how the church grew. That's what was so appealing is people were caring for each other, right? Where there was a need and someone met it. And it was like they didn't, you know, say, well, I, you know, I'm retiring in two years. And so I really can't help you right now because then what's going to happen to me? Or I'm going to buy a new car. And you know, if I give you this money, I can't get that. You know what I'm saying? It's like this. I, I'm wanting this life for myself and I stop being generous and I stop being, uh, kingdom minded and I stop being others minded. and, And pretty soon. I am just hoarding and I'm, I'm this vacuum where I need to feel secure. I need to feel safe when everything else is a threat to me. And I think those are the kinds of things. I think that is evil, right? I think that's an evil mentality because then we live in a, a world of scarcity, right? We live in a world where God doesn't care and I have to care for myself. Where if I actually give and I'm generous I'm showing that God actually cares and supplies. Right. Right. And I, I think generosity is a spirit. It happens with doesn't matter how much money you have. Right? I know people who are very wealthy who are very generous. And I know people who don't have much and have been very generous.
1: I think, you know, what maybe think of when you're like somebody got mad at you for saying if you can surprise God. Uh-huh. And I think that's one way. You could have a lot of money and not give it away when someone needs it. And then he's like, what <laughs> the- <laughs> he's like, I, I gave you said that you would give it, you know, like yeah. I think that's a, that's a good way that God would be like, that's surprising me. Cause you said, or you told me if you had the funds, if you were yeah. affluent, you're going to help people when you win
0: the of or whatever, you know? <laughs> and you're like, I think that's the surprises I think. Weren't you just singing, all I have is yours, (laughs) right? Didn't I hear those words coming out of your mouth? You were like this, remember? Uh, Here's a snapshot. (laughs) Yeah, I I think so. I think those things, you know, strike at the heart of God and also please him, right? And that's a beautiful thing, too, to think that we can, you know, please the Lord just like we can grieve him. Yeah. You know? And I don't know that we could grieve someone if we couldn't surprise them to some degree, yeah you know, um again, I don't know how God thinks this is all just you know in our heads here, but yeah we these things we could meander yeah. yeah, and i I think it helps us to get a little bit more insight of our relationship with him, you know, and what it might look like. Um, I remember one it was my son Samuel. When he was gosh, probably like five years old, and it was Christmas, and he got this toy, it was a Peter Pan toy it was when Robin Williams that Peter Pan came out, or hook right hook came out, and so he had this toy, and it was pretty complicated, and I was looking at it, and I was, first we were going, oh yeah, we'll put it together, but it was late at night, I was like, oh dude, we're not doing this tonight we'll we'll tackle this tomorrow because this is this is going to take a while and I went to bed and in the morning. I got up and my son was there. He didn't go to sleep, right? he's got these like circles under his eyes and he holds up the toy and he did it all himself. And I was just like, you did that? And he goes, yeah, I I put it together. And he saw my surprise and it meant a lot to him. You know, for for a long time, he'd say, remember when I made that toy? (laughs) Yeah, that was amazing. You made that toy. (laughs) You know, and I think of Doing those kinds of things with God, right? Where I can look at look what I did, God. You know, we could
1: surprise ourselves. I think we could surprise God, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and maybe the surprise is again, it's our language to try and communicate it. But I, I think it's a beautiful thought to try and do that. It's like, man, I, I'm going to blows my, yeah, you know, I'm I'm going to do this, and I can't even believe I'm doing this, right? And we hear stories of people who are so. Generous, um, so selfless in how they live, and it moves us to tears, and, and it strikes us, and it, it challenges us, and it motivates us, yeah. and I can't imagine it not doing something like that to God. Right. right? It's like that. That was just beautiful. That just put you know a lump in my throat and tears in my eyes, and I I can't imagine God not feeling like yeah.
1: I think that's a much healthier way to think about God and his emotions than he expects perfection. And if we don't hit it, he's constantly, like, punishing us. Yeah. I think that's, like, that's the, that's the old way I grew up thinking, like, mm-hmm. that we are constantly failing. Yeah. And, like, if we just so happen to fall upon, like, this grace or perfection today, yeah. then we just so happen to line up with God's will. But this thing's a lot more human and, like, the way he created us to be and understands and knows, you know?
0: Yeah. And I mean, I think that old way too, that's where you get that trouble with lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Cause that's like, well, maybe I'll smite you. Right. And it's like, there is a far side cartoon, you know, where it has a picture of this guy and like this piano is going to fall on him and there's a button up in heaven that says smite and God's getting ready to press it. Right. It's like, that's how the thought is okay. God's going to smite you cause you did something bad. Right. Mentality. Or that God's just, you know, he's got everything figured out and it's like this mathematician and everything's already planned and you can't figure. There is no free will, really, because it's already planned and orchestrated by God. He knows everything all powerful. And I I think those kinds of things, too, takes away the, the passion. It takes away the emotion that I think we need, you know, to understand God. I think to try and understand God without emotion, it's like, why did he give me emotion, you know? aren't we created in his image doesn't my idea and feeling of love you know for my wife or my kids isn't that an expression that God has given and maybe you know even like Jesus says if you then will do this for your kids right how much more will I do it there's that comparison so I think all these things are meant to draw us in to Mm -hmm. the emotion of it that's good Mm
1: -hmm. that's good stuff
0: yeah it's pretty heavy you know I mean Seeing this as an invitation to participate in a revolution, it it seems a lot more, has more substance to it in in seeing it that way than just something I recite or just something I dissect, you know, seeing this is Jesus saying, this is how I want you to, to pray. It's an active prayer. You're participating in the unveiling of the beauty of God here on earth You know, just like it is in heaven. And this is how you do it. You're grateful for the things that you have. You're sensitive. You're asking for guidance. Lead us not in temptation. Deliver us from evil. You're forgiving. You know, I mentioned too that word debts. There's a word that means just debt, like monetary, and there's a word that means just sin, like things that are wrong. But this word means both. And and so it's one of those things where, well, maybe we are so really be forgiving. What would happen if we really forgave debts, you know, with people and like they used to have the year of Jubilee every seven years, everyone got back what was theirs originally, you know, kind of like clean slate, let's start again. And it would start all over. It's like, what would happen if things happened like that? If there was that kind of generosity, that kind of forgiveness. That's what
1: Jubilee means. Yeah.
0: But there is still people who take advantage, right? And so. Yeah. You know, they go back to the me, the mine.
1: It's a, it's, it's a shame. But yeah. I've seen people, but I've seen people, and I say people, I, I've seen me, I've seen people change, you know, like like you've yeah. seen, like, transfer, actual transformation, you know. And I think that's why you know that God exists. In,
0: in that, yeah. Yeah. And to understand that change can happen, right? I know Tori's living with us again right now and um
1: There's a question up there for you too. Yeah, I
0: saw that question. <laughs> yeah. we'll we'll, talk, we'll tackle that one in the end. The game might be over. I don't wanna know. All right. Um but every now and then, like, Tori will be stuck on, you know, someone who's done her wrong. And I'll remind her, remember when you first came to live with us and you had that Captain America shield, you know, and you wore those funny clothes and you listened to this music and she'll start laughing. Cause you know, it was like all of us, we look back at what we did, you know, when we were younger, it's like, Oh man, how silly I was, how foolish that was. And it's like, so you changed. Right. And, and so maybe don't hold on so tightly to this person, what they've done and think that they can't change as well. Right. Cause you change, you don't walk around with the Captain America shield anymore. You know, that that's gone. You, you're a different person now. And, that happened to you years ago, maybe they're a different person too. You know, having the understanding of maybe you can show that forgiveness too because you've needed to, you know, forgive yourself from the bad music you used to listen to or the bad hair you used to have, whatever it was, right? The mullet, you know, those kinds of things. Um, but... <laughs> I like I threw it in there. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think of something bad the mullet came to mind. Um, any final thoughts or any... Questions out there
1: from the audience? <laughs> Anybody? Anyone?
0: Jasper. <laughs> and Dodgers, I don't know if they will win tonight. They were down quite Five. a bit when I started here, so I don't know, Gil. I'll find when out. It's that soon. kind
1: of game, we could it could happen.
0: It happened last night. It happened I hope last it happened.
1: night, so we'll see. Yeah. Don't are you looking it up? Don't look it up. Don't look it
0: up. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up as soon as she's <laughs> soon as it's done here. Any final thoughts?
1: No, just thank you for the intentionality of this one. Intentionality of this one.
0: You're welcome. Yeah, next one's gonna be on money, so that should be fun. Yes. That should be good. That's actually I'm really excited about it. I think there's some powerful things. Even where Jesus, you know, talks about deliver us from evil, this idea of evil, whatever it is, there is something that happens to us that connects us to things um that can be good or can be evil right how we interact with things um our hold of things and how much things have hold of us um it's an interesting thing that i think we get into actually yeah that sounds
1: actually like what it's saying because when you're asking to be delivered from sickness mm-hmm. you're in it, sickness you know yeah. so like to be asking to be delivered from evil like it's like saying that we're all, we are in evil you mm. know like we're in it yeah you know so it's like um so it could be that too you know I mean, yeah I like, yeah i don't know if you do this all day but i mean the more no, about that the
0: that's like, yeah that's got my mind spinning yeah. now just, yeah that's good that's a good one. that's good that's good, good. that's good <laughs> We'll we'll talk about this some more. (laughs) Uh, Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you guys for tuning in online and go Dodgers. I hope they won. Um, But you know, last year we were down three games to one to Atlanta and we came back, won it all. Just saying. Um, Just just saying. saying. So, anyway.
1: Nikki just has to DJ all the games because he's undefeated every
0: time Every time. All right, Nikki boy, get out there. Let us know. We'll, We'll go support. Yes. All right, you guys, again, thank you. Hope you enjoy and hope you uh, continue to allow this prayer to be an active part of how you live your life towards God. Yes. God bless you guys. Thank you. You have been listening to the Genesis podcast. We invite you to join us at one of our weekly gatherings. You can find more information at www.thegenesisstory.com